finishing this evening and this morning, we finished the series, Taking Higher Ground. If you have been here for the last 10 weeks, 11 weeks since Mark uh, joined the, the team here, joined the church, we've been embarking on a series called Taking Higher Ground because Rory Dyer dropped two, two little phrases into Mark's heart that have become our own. He said, I believe for the church that there's more land and more glory. And not only meaning physical land, maybe that's in our future as well, but meaning more land, more territory, more influence for us as a people. We are a people of influence. That's on our sign. It should be in our hearts as well. We are a people of influence. We believe this. We really are. I promise you, if you, you know this by now, I think this is family and friends here. Just want to make sure that you know that we are not into catchphrases. Catchy catchphrases just to help you live your Christian life. Really, we're not, we don't want that. My heart bleeds for reality. I want the reality of Christ. If we are staying with people of influence, it's not just to say there's a cool name for us, a little thing to say. That's who we are. That's who God has said prophetically, life changes, you will be, you are people of influence. So I pray, I speak that again into our hearts, people of influence. So you may be sitting here and say, listen, I'm just a small person. I've just got a small influence. I want to say, start reading the Bible and start seeing how God used not heroes, but the blessed bad to change the world. He used idolaters, murderers, thieves, beggars, prostitutes, and they were the people he chose to bring the kingdom of God. Incredible pattern for us, incredible hope for us people. Carl, just hearing your story again this morning, it filled me with excitement. God is just beginning, eh? And I know the story's here, it's amazing. So today, if it's it's all right with you, can you turn to Deuteronomy chapter 1? Stream three verses. It's the fifth book of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Those are the five books that make up the Torah, the Pentateuch, the five Jewish books. But this is, we're going to read today, this is the story of Moses. If you read the book of Deuteronomy, really, really cool. Cool book. I love it. It's one of my favorite books. And, and why I love this particular passage is because this is a, a scripture that I had written on my door in three of my homes. I read this passage. I read it. I loved it as a 15-year-old boy. And growing up, I've just, I always come back to this passage. And I believe prophetically it's for us as a people, as individuals. And I believe God, the last couple of days, reminded me of it personally. So this is some revelation, just again fresh. So let's read together from chapter 1, verse 6. It says this, When we were at Mount Sinai, the Lord our God said to us, You have stayed at this mountain long enough. It is time to break camp and move on. Go to the hill country of the Amorites and to all the neighboring regions, the Jordan, the Jordan Valley, the hill country, the western foothills, the Negev, and the coastal plain. Go to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon and all the way to the great Euphrates River. Look, I am giving all this land to you. Go in and occupy it, for it is the land the Lord swore to give to your ancestors Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and to all their descendants." There's a lot in there. There's three verses. A lot in there. But my heart beats with these things. And I'm going to very quickly run through some of my thoughts. You may have thoughts of your own. I'm just really trying to make sure this doesn't keep blowing open. Sorry. It's a very flimsy page. And I might keep doing that with that fans on. Thank you. I do write notes everywhere. (laughs) I've got notes on toilet paper in my Bible. It's there. No guesses the way I read the Bible sometimes. <laughs> it's awkward. It's awkward when you're in a smaller crowd and you tell a lame joke and no one laughs. It's like, wow, even awkwarder. Anyway, 
No jokes tonight. We're talking about Jesus. I believe this is what God is saying to us tonight. I want to be brief and I want to encourage us and put confidence in our hearts for the Christmas season. But just remember that in God's economy, in His kingdom, He does not run on calendar years. A lot of people say, what's the word of God for this year? I tell you, he's still saying the same thing. It is finished. Come up here. The heavens are open. It's not a different word for each season. The 24-hour day is for you and me. He does not run on that. It's not he's going, flip, it's time for a doors now. He's going, his kingdom is powering on. Whether it's Christmas Day, his kingdom advances. Whether there's no, no evening service, whether there's no formal church gathering, his church are still the church. If we close down Sundays and we say there's no more church, the kingdom of God still goes on. That is powerful. That is, we, if we don't have revelation of that yet, please get revelation. Say, God, please show us that I am the church, that we are the church, not a building. But I want to tell you that I believe this is a word, a confidence builder for the new year for us to go on. As I said once before, if you're looking, I want to tell you I know that next year is going to be better than this year. I know that. Can I tell you why it says so in the Bible? Do you know that? Because it says he will lead us from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. One level of glory to another. The latter shall be the former the latter will be greater than the former. It's in the Bible. God said it, I believe it. Is that okay? So next year is going to be a good year. Who's excited? Yes. Good. Wonderful. But the first the thing God gives us some imperatives here for us to obey. We are people of obedience, we are people who hear God's voice and we believe it. And we act on it. So here's what he says. And I believe this is God speaking to us. You, the Lord God said to life changers, you have stayed at this mountain long enough. This, this the Lord God said to Don and Lee, you have stayed at this mountain long enough. It is time to break camp, point one, and move on. Go to the hill country, point two, of the Amorites and to all the neighboring regions, the Jordan Valley, the hill country, the western foothills, the Negev and the coastal plain, go to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon and all the way to the great Euphrates River. Look, I am giving all this land to you. Go in and occupy it. For it is, for it is the land the Lord swore to you, ancestors Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and all their descendants. First point is this, break camp. God is saying to the Israelite army, they're gathered at a mountain. They're there. They've been there for a long time. For 40 years they've been there. And God says, break camp. I want some, it goes out without saying, if you want different results, do something differently. It's a no, no-brainer. If you've been doing the same thing, if you say, I'm in the same pattern, I'm in the same problem, the, the, the problems that dog my marriage, the same thing, do something differently. Break camp. Right now, let's pray. Father God, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, would you reveal to us where we are stuck in a rut? Where we have just been, where we, by our own, maybe our own rebellion, because maybe of our own selfishness, maybe because of our, our hardened hearts. I right now say, God, Holy Spirit, you alone can soften hearts. Right now, God, I pray, give strategies to husbands and wives. Give strategies to, to, to children. Give strategies to students, God. People who've been going and plowing in the same business area for ages and said, the kingdom is not broken out of my area. Pray, God, would you give Holy Spirit, give them revelation to do something different, fresh. All night long, they fished on the left side of the boat. All night long, and they got nothing. Jesus came and said, cast your nets out again. But God, we've been doing that. We've been doing that. You don't understand. When you hear the voice of God and you obey it, 
They pulled up enough fish that they alone could not handle it. They had to call other boats in. When we obey the voice of God, the benefit is multiplied to other people. Because Joseph obeyed the voice of God, because Joseph went in and he obeyed the voice of God, they were able to feed the nation of Israel through Egypt. It was not God's original plan. It's not He was going to bring it through Israel. But because Joseph was taken to Egypt, God's plans are not stopped because man does different things. Through Egypt, the blessing came to Israel. Incredible. Break camp. I pray that for you tonight. Break camp. It says, advance, move on into the country, hill country of the Anamorites. I want to move on very quickly. The next point, it says, go to, go to the hill country. If you want to know the, what most, one of the most uh, prophetic words in the scriptures that pops up so often, nearly in every faith person's journey, is go to, go to. I've been captured by the story of Jonah. If you've ever read in the book of Jonah, it is an incredible book. I think it's massive for us because God says to Jonah, Jonah, go to Nineveh. He says, go to that great city of Nineveh. Why? Because it is full of wickedness. Incredible. I love how God does that there. He always calls us to a context and often to a context that we are not passionately in love with at first. Just this pattern of Scripture. I'm just going on what I read in the Bible. But God says this. God says, go to that great city of Nineveh, for it is wicked. Nineveh was the modern day equivalent of Las Vegas. That central city, or I don't know, wherever you have a reference in your head, where you see those movies that it's like bright city lights and a big city lights, try to get by and drinking, and it's the party center capital, and central, centralization, there's sex everywhere, there's drugs, it's, it's all over. And, and, and if it was in our context, the Christian churches of those days would be like, don't go there, it's evil. Burn, calling down fire on that city. And God says, Jonah, you go to Nineveh. He doesn't just say Nineveh. He says, go to that great city, Nineveh. When God looks at the wickedness and, and goes, not that he's, he's blind to wickedness, he says, go to the great city of Nineveh, for it is very wicked. At the end it says in, chapter, in the last chapter of Jonah's last verse, says, there are 120,000 people in Nineveh. They don't know their left hand from their right. That's Hebrew language is saying, one day they're doing this thing, and they don't, and they don't care about the consequences of what will happen here. They don't care about consequences. Eat, drink, be merry, for tomorrow we die. Let's be honest, that language could be said a lot, a lot of people in our city. But yet God says, that great city of Nineveh. Right now I want to say, I believe God is saying, go to that great city of Cape Town. Go to that great business that you're in. Go to that great school. Go to that great family. I don't know what your context is. I'm just saying God is calling you to a context. And sometimes it's not the one that your heart leaps for. Can I tell you, I bet, Laurel, I bet if you could leave tomorrow, you'd go back to Heidi Baker because it's amazing. There's the glory of God there all the time. And maybe some people are called there. But sometimes God says, go to a place where it's difficult. And you're like, oh, I don't want to go there, God. Maybe we need to have the heart of God caught. So just some thoughts. I'm throwing out some thoughts. Taking higher ground. They, 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 maybe I hope they germinate in your heart and a full story. But as I read this, as soon as I see the words go to, I remember who they said to first was said to Abraham. Abraham, go to the land I will show you. Leave the country, your father's house, your land, and go to the land I will show you. And uh, I love the fact that it was said there to him, Abraham, first. And throughout Scripture, even in this Scripture, in Deuteronomy, in verse 8, it says, 
For it is the land the Lord swore to give to your ancestors Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to all their descendants. Do you know who all their descendants are? Us. That's us. So Deuteronomy chapter 1 is for us. It's not a historical thing. I'm not just trying to pull out some scriptures to say, oh, here we go, here's a sermon. I'm saying Deuteronomy chapter 1 is for us. Own it. I pray that you go and read this at home. I'm not here to spoon feed you. I'm here to just stir something up and maybe equip you because we're the army. 30 plus people here tonight. Jesus had 12. (laughs) We're almost tripling him. Easy, man. Sheesh. And I can tell you, it takes one man. We just look at Nelson Mandela. One man. I know there are other people around him who helped him and all those things. But God is looking, who will stand in the gap for me? He says in Ezekiel. Who will stand in the gap? One man. And I love, honestly, I love looking and seeing Kyle's hands raised there. I honestly do. My hands are going, God, pick me. Pick me, God. Pick Benele. Honestly. Just some raw thoughts. Final thoughts I want to land is this. I've been praying this the whole weekend. In Genesis chapter 1, my favorite, favorite thing, God says in verse 28, says to man, He says, He gives them a commission. He says, I will bless you. And He blesses them with this. Let's read it. I want to make sure I get 100% right. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28 says, Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the, in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Be fruitful and multiply. And just I felt this, the word God say to me in the last few days. That fruitfulness means multiplication. Whenever a woman is impregnated with life, fruitfulness happens. You probably you've all heard these things before, but so often a lot of us Christians, we live in this, this, this environment that it's just God touch me, just God bless me, just God come close, but He's wanting to impregnate us with His life. He's not just a God who comes close and then says, okay God, that's, that's too far. Come on, I need my personal space. This might be tough language for men, but God is, I believe, is saying to us, to go higher up, we need to go deeper in. Deeper into his chambers. The Song of Songs was not just written to a wife on a wedding day. The Song of Songs, I believe, was also written to me from my lover. Some commentators might agree, some might disagree. But try and read that through the lens of Jesus speaking to me. It grips my heart that he is wanting fruitfulness for me. If you go read in Revelations, he talk about, talks about the whore of Bob Babylon. Strong language. And I believe that is talking to the church, the people who want the things of God, but don't want to carry His life. I want His blessing, but I don't want to carry His life. And can I tell you, that takes place in the place of intimacy. I encourage us, please, let's be real people. Let's be the church who know the voice of our Father. Can I tell you, I very easily can slip into performance mindset, very quickly. Where I come in, and I go out day by day, and I can be saying the right things, and there's not great sin in my life, there's nothing wrong, but I'm a good God, impregnate me with your life. He's sending us to a context. He's sending us go to that great city of Nineveh, and all of us are going there, but we've got nothing to give. 
So I say that not as a rebuke, just as a challenge. God says that fruitful and multiply. But I love the word multiply because God says freely have you received, now freely give. Replicate yourself. In, in sales, it's ABC. Always be closing. Anyone ever heard that? Always be closing. I'll tell you, in Christianity, it's ABR. Always be reproducing. Reproduce after your own kind, God said to them. So as we have received, can I tell you, that's the thing called discipleship. He said, disciple the nations. What are we going to take? We're not going to go and rebuke that great city of Nineveh. We're not going to go and and challenge it and then stand back from afar and throw grenades at it. We're going to go and make them like us. As I have received, now give. I'm passionate about this because I've seen the church. I grew up in the home in the 90s where my parents were incredible parents. But they're swept up in this, the holiness movement, which is holiness, I love it. I'm all for it. But the fact where the church then became the watchdogs of society. We fought from cause to cause to cause, except we forgot that his cause was people. So we fought. We were, my parents were there and, I, and, I, and did great things. And other people, down with abortion, stop aborting. And as Julian Adams says, if you're against abortion, you're for adoption. That's reproductive. That's, that's being a, a disciple is adopting those kids that are left alone. We can't just be against abortion. The world knows what we're against. They don't know what we're for. Down with the gays. Down with the gays. I was on Camps Beach once when a guy actually walked along with a sign amongst people swimming in their costumes. And a Christian walking among the big sign saying, um, repent or go to hell, you sun worshippers. <laughs> I promise you. And I was like, I'm not a Christian. I'm not joining with that. Oh, no way. Rebuking guys sunbathing. And I can almost think, I bet you, that he was praying in faith. You sun worshippers, repent. And I bet that night probably at his church said, Oof, I was witnessing along the beach today. They're going, hallelujah, brother. You did well. And I'm like, no, you didn't do well. I'm like, is that what he's called? Did he say to go, Jonah, go and rebuke? No. Go to, and this Deuteronomy chapter 1 says, go to the Amorites, the hill country. Do you know that land was wicked land? If you go look at the history of the Amorites, go look at the history of, of the, all the Jordan Valley, all these things. The inhabitants of the land were not God-fearing people. And he said, go to and occupy. In, in Romans 8 it says, and I've made you more than conquerors. I've always wondered, what is more than conquerors? If you're a conqueror, if you've won, you've won. But he says, you're more than conquerors. Not somebody who just steps over the thresholds, but somebody who occupies the victory place. Just some thoughts. Want to challenge us, want to stir us, want to encourage us. I want to bring this to land. God, I believe this, this is the big thought in this whole series of taking higher ground, that the kingdom of God, everything is His. We know this. That there's no separation from secular and Christianity, it's not like this is holy and that's secular. Don't touch it. The only thing separate from God is sin. And even that he's paid for. <laughs> wow. That's a great quote. <laughs> I was right that one down. <laughs> sure. Oh. Brilliant. But I just really believe that. As some, I can't remember the quote Mark quoted this morning, but he said there's not um, someone, caper. Not Adrian Caper, the cricketer. He did say that more. Adrian Caper, but it's not Adrian Caper. Someone Caper once wrote this incredible quote. It said, there's not one square inch on this whole planet that, do- that God doesn't look over and yell, Mine! Mine! And I'm like, whoa, God, that's, that's awesome. This is His. 
And Jody does. It's everything is his. Every land, every thought. I'm telling you, so often I think I'm just so small and insignificant. I'm, I don't know about you, but these are, this is a rent of a boy, of a man, whatever I am, who just wants more. I want everything he has. And everything he has is everything. And in Genesis 1.28, he says, Be fruitful and multiply. Have rule and have dominion over it. Then he says to Abraham, he says, Go to the land I'll show you. I'll go, go, and you'll be a father of all nations. I love this language of God which says it's all for you. And then so often we just shrink it, minimize it, shrink it, minimize it. Anyway, just a rant, some challenges, some things. Can we pray? Can we all stand together? I just really believe, I, I, I don't know what this was, if it was a preacher, or if it was prophetic, or if it was anything. I don't know what it was. I just hope it's helpful. It stirred my heart. Father, right now, I pray for Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you take these thoughts and germinate them, God? I pray for fruitfulness to occur right now. I pray for, these, for, for us as a people, as friends, to be fruitful and to multiply. God, I even go as far as to say in the natural right now, would you bring wombs to life? God, I have absolute courage to pray that because when your word says be fruitful and multiply, that the picture we know, the picture of marriage is a greater picture of a bride and a groom. The, the picture of kids is a greater picture of your love and intimacy and fruitfulness with us. God, I pray right now, take barrenness, barrenness right now off people in wombs, barrenness in jobs, barrenness in emotions, barrenness in energy, barrenness in, in relationships where people are looking for, for husbands and wives. I pray right now, God, would you bring... Would you bring, God, would you be a God who restores what the locusts have stolen? I thank you, God, that you, you are looking over us tonight and you're saying, Mine. Mine. And you're not a God who is, works in debt. You're a God of fullness right now. I prophesy. I declare it over your sons and daughters. Maybe even where some people have said, I've missed it. I've botched up. I've sinned too much. Or I'm so far from God, I don't know. I thank you, God, right now. That you loved us so much that you would rather die than live without us, so you did die. So that we, everything that we, you, is yours becomes ours. Right now, God, we trade our filthy rags for your righteousness. Naked and unashamed people who just lay a hold of everything you've given us. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Have your way, oh come, Lord Jesus, come. And come, Lord Jesus, come. Thank you, God.
And the Lord God said to Life Changes Church, said to us, You have stayed at this mountain long enough. Break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites. Break camp and advance into the hill, uh, hill country of the Amorites. Go to this great city. Father God, let that settle in our heart right now. Settle deep in our hearts. And would we be a radical people of obedience? Because radical futures need radical obedience.